Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, this is Erica Ramirez, Senior Editor at Billboard. And today for this week's episode of the Juice Podcast, I have Naomi Zeichner. Yes, I got yes. it right. Uh, music editor at BuzzFeed. Welcome. This is your first time. It is. One of probably many to come. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to kick off the podcast by talking about Drake's remix to McConan's Club Going Up on a Tuesday. He remixed a song, put it out on Tuesday, clearly, and got the internet kind of talking about it. What... Um, what did you think when you first heard the remix to the song, to McConan's song? I thought, I thought Drake couldn't really match McConan's flow. Yeah. I was kind of, you know, I thought, because I think actually when he did the Versace remix, he did a pretty good job right. of matching the flow, but McConan's voice is just too weird. Yeah. Um, but I was happy he did it. I think that song, I've really enjoyed that song this summer. Yeah. Um, and I feel like actually as we're going into fall, it's like a really, you know, like just a chill, really nice jam. And I was yeah. happy to see that he had done it. But I was I was a little surprised because I think actually like when he jumped on Versace, that was already popping off a little bit. Or right. even, even you know, when he was kind of championing Thug earlier this year, mm-hmm. people were kind of already hot on that. And McConan, I think... You know, I think a couple people are really excited about him, but the dude still only has like six thousand Twitter followers or something. Right. Like, it really is some a, a baby movement. Right. Um, so, pretty big look. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you've hung out with McConan um, this past weekend. Hung out with McConan and a couple of the other guys, the producers on his team, Sunny Digital. Not even on his team that are pretty much doing everything right now. I I think shout out to the dudes at the Fader, uh, Duncan and, and Matthew. Yeah. That that's how I first heard the song earlier this year. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, and then the tape that he had put out in in June mm-hmm. uh, that had Metro, Boomin, the producer, Sunny Digital, FKI, DJ Spins. Yeah. You know, those guys are like, for me, those guys are golden yeah, uh, and can do nothing wrong. So, you know, I got pretty excited about that tape. But uh, yeah, I, I was in Atlanta last weekend and hung out with McConan just because it was very easy to link up with him. You yeah. know, he's, he's very much just around. Uh, so yeah, to come home and, and on, you know, be in the subway stop and see that Drake had hopped on the remix was pretty exciting for a kid like that who's just kind of hanging out, really. Right, right. 
I talked um, to McConan earlier, and this is what he had to say about working with Drake. His, his camp, Ovio, reached out to me and told me, you know, like a few weeks ago, like, yeah, we love your music, we're fucking with it, and, uh, you know, we'll hit you up sometime. We'll, we'll, be in, we'll be in contact. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, like, uh, like the night before, Sunny Digital hit me up. I was like, yo, Drake just hit me. He wants to get on Club One Up. I was like, yo, send him the beat. You know, that's cool. That's awesome. And then he sends it to him, and then, like, two later, two days later, he just dropped it out of nowhere. And it was like, damn, I didn't even know. So I heard <laughs> it. Somebody sent me the link. So that was McConan kind of telling us how that whole thing kind of went down, and clearly he sounds really excited about it. Let's go back to um, kind of Drake as you mentioned, you know, he's championed other artists. He's championed, he's championed new artists also, but they've kind of been buzzing before Drake kind of came on. And what, what's your take on like the power of a Drake cosign? I think, I think it can be huge, you know, but I, what I was kind of going back today and thinking about, you know, the songs that he's hopped on. and, And I think sometimes it catches on and sometimes it doesn't, you know, uh, like I think you know Drake Drake hopped on that shit remix with Future, and I don't know. I mean that that was a that was a big record, right. but I don't know that it really changed the game for that record or for Future's for album Future, or anything. Right. You know, um, you know I think Future kind of had his thing and it stayed about the same. So it, I, it's also interesting how Drake has really exclusively you know, tried to get on these Atlanta records. Right. Uh, there's like, a little bit of a theme there. There's a very much a theme <laughs> I, I there. I think it's all other than his own artists. Right. All the other artists are from Atlanta. They're all and and you think about it like, you know, what I was what would a Drake cosign have done for a guy like Kevin Gates or Right. You know, some of these other guys who are kinda around um and doing big things and have records that really, you know, right. catch on in the markets that Drake seems to really care about making his you know, his name in still. Um but yeah, I think, you know, I think when the Versace remix happened, a lot of people were like, Oh, like this is the end, you know, like this is the end of the hype cycle and we'll never have to hear from Migos again or like this will blow up and now Drake has it and like bye Migos. And, you know, that that definitely didn't happen. But I think I I wouldn't say, I wouldn't credit that to Drake. You know, I think that Migos, you know, pretty remarkably uh, created. Followed up. Yeah, like a bunch of other hits and, and set up a good label situation and, you know, have been able to kind of almost follow the lead of somebody like Drake who really cares about their audience and cares right. about the way they put out music and and done well. But yeah, I also think it's interesting how Drake, with with Danny Glover, how Nicki got the verse and not Drake. I was like, did he? Did they fight over this? Did they? Yeah, we like, you'll grab, thug, I'll grab yeah. this other kid. But like, nothing really, I think the last thing that Drake hopped on or remixed was it was it Migos? Was it Versace or was it another song? Because I mean, I think that's other than that, like he's been with you know doing stuff with Party Next yeah. Door. Yeah, he did. He did shit around the tour, so I think right. that might have actually been the last thing. Uh, so and I then they had a trade off, but it doesn't seem like so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he got anything out of that trade off. If that's how Nicki got on Thugs. Yeah, but he was with the Thug stuff. I feel like Drake that that Instagram video of Drake turning up at the club to Danny Glover yeah. and there was one of Kanye as well it was yep. definitely like that was almost it was almost better than dropping a verse yeah. you know like it definitely <laughs> was a, a a news moment for some people and really put Thug on in a, in a big way but it's cool it's I mean it's interesting to have seen Nikki really follow Drake's lead in this kind of practice you know she did the PTAF song right around Christmas and uh 
you know, did the song with Soldier Boy, which I get, you know, and, yeah. and everything. So, and I think it's been very, effect- I mean, when I think of the stuff Nikki's done in the last year, that those are the most, some of the most, some right. of the most exciting things to me. Also, you know, you mentioned with, with Nikki when she hops on versus also artists that are, like she hopped on No Flex Zone. Right. She remixed that. Also, all artists from South or from Atlanta. Right. So it's a little, I never even thought of that until you mentioned that, how it's not even like New York rappers or LA rappers or right. Toronto rappers or anything like that. Not to, I mean, yeah, because Drake's focusing when it comes to Toronto, he's focusing on his own artists. Totally. So that is kind of interesting. I think, and I think it's to the Atlanta scene's credit, you know, right. and when I was down there, I mean, I think maybe LA, you know, has its own infrastructure so much, and mm-hmm. I think artists over there, the sort of whole Mustard movement, do a great job of collaborating with each other, you know, you think, like, an album like Mustard's album, there's so many different collaborators, right. and, and, you know, there's people like Jeezy coming in from the South, right. involved in that movement, but uh, I think the... The young guys in Atlanta, and I think the fact that a person like Sunny Digital, who, you know, is like the guy who produced Racks or mm-hmm. Birthday Song, is hanging out with this kid McConan, who's legitimately like a dude you would find in a, you know, at a basement show with a bunch of freaks. Right. And I say that in a complimentary <laughs> way. Uh, like, that's kind of new, and that's kind of different for Atlanta. But I think that they're just really game uh, to kind of embrace you know, they just want to, they want to build culture. And I think that there's a lot of, all those kids are young. All the producers right. are really young and McConan is really young. And yeah, like, I think, and I think that's what attracts Drake to it right. is that it still feels very organic. That's everybody's favorite word. It still feels very community oriented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. McConan um, mentioned how, I think he said how the best part of it was that it felt like no one made Drake do this. It wasn't like a label call or it wasn't like even his friends call. It was more... He said that he saw Drake like kind of turning up in the in the club uh, with Tuesday and was just like it happened like you said the quote unquote organically right. everyone's favorite <laughs> everyone's word favorite word and that's what made him happy about it was the fact that he just did it because he wanted to not because it was like someone else's push or influence totally and I like when I've seen Drake and sort of when he drops these songs like you know I'm sure that his DJ at a party is dropping McConan in the DJ set right now like right. Drake just really wants to be that friend to all of his fans yeah. that has like the cutest mix cd in his car like right. you know and he's an artist's artist yeah, yeah but he and he really just like can't not feel cool you know like he <laughs> wants to make sure that he's reading all the blogs you're reading and that he can tell you about something you don't know and i think right. i don't say that to dog drake at all i think that's a great instinct for an he artist wants to be to a part of it all yeah like yeah and he's like you know an album or like he's way out of album cycle right now and he's on this big tour that could be seen as really like alienating and just big major artist you know right but he's just out here like everybody else trying to listen to nice songs so <laughs> <laughs> i think that's great yeah no i i also talked to mcconan about the the power of a drake cosign probably the most powerful cosign in the game right now <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's Drake. He's huge. He's on tour and the song was good and it made sense and he put a great verse on it. And it's, it's, I mean, it's like, damn, it's really, it's really good. I mean, he has the greatest thing. I think people love to hear him on songs like that and it's friendly, but it's still fun. It's not all like violent. It's not too like sad and emotional. It's just like, you know, it's, it's a fun and happy record. And it's like, whew. Everybody loves it now. I saw him playing it in the club. There was like some footage of, uh, I think it was in 
Chicago, and he was spinning it in the club and shit at the DJ's booth and shit. And I was like, no way. That's crazy. He's, that's really his shit. He's bumping that shit like that's his shit. And I was like, well, damn, he did just get on the hook. That is, he did get a verse in like that's his shit now. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that's so great. He really he really digged it. It wasn't like, oh, it's a hot song and everybody's like, oh, yeah, you got to get on this. You gotta, it's like I think it was definitely like, no, I like this genuinely. From even the way he sang and his lyrics and the shit, it was like, wow, he really liked what I did. And I was like, that's dope. You did mention kind of like the the crew that you hung out with um, while you were in Atlanta and kind of the sound. How do you feel, you know, because you are from Atlanta. How do you feel kind of of the sound, like the the growth of it from when you first kind of grew up there and were there and hanging out till like now, kind of like the evolution of it all? But, you know, something that I noticed, I think, is that and and is that there really feels just like a generational turn. You know, I think there was guys like Future and Mike Will who, you know, got their start underneath people like Rico Wade or underneath people like Gucci. Um, and, you know, in, in the realest sense of the world, like Gucci's just not around right now. Like Gucci is locked up. Future was out in L.A. for a while and is still yeah. around. Mike Will, you know, has this big deal with Interscope and has, yeah. you know, done so much for the scene, but has also grown, you know, outside of it. Um and even though Mike Will definitely continues to give back with, you know, working with acts like Ray Strummerd. And, right. Uh, everything, I feel like they're, I feel like a lot of these kids, you know, somebody like Sunny Digital who got his start with Future or with Two Chains, mm-hmm. uh, kind of realizes that he has, like, I feel like they just feel like- A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Like they have a little room to play and that they're not, not the like young seed of this scene, but that they're the leaders. Right. Um, you know, I want to give, like, I guess a shout-out to this kid, Metro Boomin. Yeah. Um, who, you know, was kind of like a Lex Luger-style beat maker, you know? And I think, like, looking at somebody like Mike Will, who, you know, became the executive producer of Miley Cyrus's album right. or made records with Brandy, has, like, really realized that he can be a real producer, mm-hmm. that he can, like, comp vocals and tell an artist what to do. And, you know, I think... For I mean, he's 20 years old. Like, for young kid, that's, that's crazy. A, a great evolution from, like, that sort of laptop Fruity Loops dude to, yeah. like, really growing into working into a studio. And I saw him recording a record with Jeremiah, which was really amazing. Oh. Uh, I'm excited for – that's ooh. a sidebar. I'm excited for Jeremiah's Me album. Me too. Um, and, and it was cool to see Jeremiah on a beat like that. I mean, Jeremiah could do anything yeah. pretty much, right? Um and like Jeremiah can be on a Shlomo beat and he can be on a DJ Mustard, Mike Will beats. Yeah. Right. But so it was cool to see him kind of doing this very like enunciated staccato Migos type flow. Yeah. You could you could say, you know, but in his own way and and watching, you know, a, a guy like Metro kind of try to 
to make it work in the way he wanted it to. Yeah. So yeah. I also like that they embrace the new. You know, they may be looked at as new, and clearly you stated, like, they, they're, they've been out here doing their own right. thing, like Sonny and, and all that, but they still embrace someone you like McConan. Right. That are just like, you know, we'll work with you. We're going to make this kind of happen. And we talked to Q recently, and Q was very vocal about how Sonny just embraced him, which is like, you're moving in. We're yeah. going to make this work. And, like, helped him with these hits that he has. So that's what, I, like, kind of stands out with, with that group of producers is that they embrace the new acts totally yeah and I think like I mean I just had a pretty overwhelming sense of that all these guys are really nice young people and I think just like you know we might think of our baby cousins or the young kids that we see on Vine as like really wild and open to stuff uh you know I think that they've seen a lot of stuff that the generation before them hasn't seen and they go to quote unquote hipster clubs and yeah. you know like they use the internet in a way that the generation before them didn't use the internet and Atlanta is really like I think it's maybe just like less local than it used to be and all these kids dress just like the kids we see in New York yeah. and uh, yeah but I definitely think I mean I think it's super McConan is like as weird as Lil B in a way yes. you know, and I, I think there's been a lot of comparisons to both of them he even was just like that we're cool like he's cool oh, with Lil B for clearly. sure yeah yeah they McConan did an interview on his blog with Lil B in 2008, which is like <laughs> the most adorable little thing if you want to go find that. Yeah. But no, but I think Metro, what did Metro say to me about McConan and blow up his spot a little bit? He was just like, yeah, he, he, you know, that he's like, he exaggerate. I think he used the word exaggerates. McConan's an exaggerator. And he didn't say that like McConan's a liar, but I think he said that out of respect. Like, this is a guy who like lives his life to the fullest and tells right. stories well and like brings a good vibe into into the spot. Like and we like to have people around who wanna work, you right. know, and, and, and bring a good vibe. And I think that, you know, McConan is a nice, funny guy. And <laughs> yeah. They like having him around. <laughs> and and I'll say about McConan, I'm like here saying he's so weird and everything, but he really did live that South Side life. You know, I think they, they actually have a lot in common about you know, the high school that, you know, high school that they went to and, you know, yeah. shit like that. They all grew up in Atlanta, so. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about Young Thug because Wayne put out his um, second single, Grindin', a couple of days ago, and Drake's on it. And the minute it came out, I feel like a lot of people were saying, oh, this sounds like Young Thug. Mm. And then there were, but Young Thug sounds like Wayne. So nowadays, you know, you have Drake, you have Party Next Door, you know, doing their own little Migos flow, doing their own thug flow. So, I mean, everyone kind of does something like the other person, even if it's joking or more serious. But kind of what did you what did you think when you first heard Grindin'? Were you, did you automatically think that or do you agree with that, that it kind of sounds a little bit like thug? I think I think it does. I don't I don't think that I automatically thought that. Because right. Maybe you just think, oh, it sounds like a record in 2014. You know, <laughs> it, like, well, oh, it sounds like a th- second Lil Wayne single. But I do. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of people are out here sounding like thug right now. And if and if only to say that a lot of people are kind of sing, like singing, yeah. you know, or kind of. But yeah, I think absolutely that that Wayne can say that, you know, that he influenced Thug in that respect. Although I was listening to some old Wayne songs the other day and I feel like he this sort of like strangled uh sing thing that he has done and that Thug does and that somebody like Rich Homie Kwan does. I feel like he actually I feel like Lil Wayne used to rap way more like he just was talking like he barely even kind of cared right. like he was just sort of talking shit to mm-hmm. you uh 
And I actually think that was great. And now he really sounds like he's like recording and singing a song, and <laughs> rapping a song, which there's nothing wrong with that either. But uh, <laughs> do you think it's because that's what is going on right now? Because there is the whole singing, rapping type that's of what yeah. He's doing. Yeah, I think too. Like, I mean, I would imagine that him and Thug are, are literally in the studio together, you know, and kind of just vibing off each other yeah. in that respect and kind of pushing each other and you know and Nikki too so um but yeah I think it's cool that they sound alike I was also maybe is a decent place to say this that I was thinking as I was listening to Lifestyle mm-hmm. about a hundred times this weekend <laughs> uh that it's kind of like it's like this year's version of Good Life and that mm-hmm. actually maybe Thug is not the 2014 Lil Wayne but maybe he is the new T-Pain <laughs> and I say that with a lot of respect, actually. <laughs> and I only mean that in it, like that maybe he's the guy in the industry that we have right now who writes hooks that will be added to radio rotation ten years from now. Because T Pain not only has his pop and single with mustard or whatever, but right. he like Hot ninety seven in New York or whatever still plays two thousand six T Pain yes. songs because they sound true. good still. Yeah, <laughs> so. So yeah, maybe maybe that's a piece of what Thug is doing right now too. Actually, so it's just a controversial, or maybe not, just a stupid thought that I had. <laughs> no, I didn't even think about that. But I mean, it is important to say that if that is kind of what we can compare it to, and seeing that T Pain, like you said, still gets played on the radio, not only on the radio but in New York radio, right? You know, where he's not originally from, it kind of tells you that maybe that is kind of what we could see in the future for Thug. I, I was really impressed being down in Atlanta, especially, you know, I kind of think when, when Stoner popped off, mm-hmm. uh, it felt really deserved, but also maybe really surprising or like, oh, will this last, you know, is Danny Glover going to be as big of a thing? Like, you know, I think it was just hard to say whether Thug was going to be something that everybody who reads hip hop blogs love or, mm-hmm. you know, something that truly was going to be commercially viable. Um and then there was the whole drama with just like who owns Thug and how much will right. Thug help I, him? Or you went in. <laughs> on I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that is too much. But no, I mean, well, the good news is that he seems to be all set now, right? Uh, you know, and congratulations to him on that. But and the good news is that he's got lots of records on the radio, and they all sound really good. And I, I'm, I'm I feel just, like there's more to come. I think there's more to come, and I and and the same for Migos. I, yeah. I think that they really, uh, you know, people didn't know if that was going to work, and I think that you know, they have a long future as well. So I'm really proud. I'm really yeah. happy for them. Yeah. Aw, look at you championing <laughs> your Atlanta artists. Speaking, of course, of Atlanta artists, you um, recently put out a story on Future's new, is it going to be a mixtape? Well, so that's, well, that's what I heard. That is what I heard. I heard that it was going to be a mixtape, but it sounds like, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I couldn't say with certainty, but in the, in the music industry these days, I think a lot of artists, especially ones on Future's level, like to put out mixtapes on iTunes. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, when Honest came out, when I interviewed him around then, he said he made a joke to me like, oh, I have a thousand songs. But that's really not a joke. You know, and I guess a lot of artists say this, but yeah. but Future really has a crazy amount of songs. So, um, and I think doesn't stop recording. And mm-hmm. if it truly is the case that he and Sierra uh, won't, be getting married or aren't living together right now or whatever the case may be I think you know that only means that he has all the more time to be recording but yeah I think 
I think he was really proud of Honest, but I think he's really hungry to get new music out as well. Um, and I'm definitely excited to hear it. So, yeah. What do you want to hear from him? I mean, I guess you could consider the title or not, seeing that it is love spilled backwards right. and can be pronounced as evil. Like, what do you want to hear from from this mixtape? I would, I would like to hear him. Uh, you know, I think when Honest, during the press junket or whatever for Honest, he was saying, you know, my fans are going to see a side of me they've never seen before, and they're going to see everything from me. And I think that that did happen, but I, I would like to hear him uh, just keep singing love songs. Uh, <laughs> and I like the idea that that you know I really I I don't I don't know about Future's personal life, but I I do think that he uh, is a very loving person and and loves a lot of women. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think I would like to hear him keep speaking on that. And I would like to hear him do some some weird stuff, right? Because I think I think Future was was and is really a groundbreaking artist, you know, pioneering crazy vocal techniques like the stuff that we hear on shit. Um and I think that, you know, all these kids in Atlanta that we've been talking about uh looked up to him and do look up to him. And yeah. I think they wanna see him be a leader, you know? Um, So I would like to see that. entails him kind of doing him. Yeah. But, like, I would expect no less from him. Right. You know? And I, yeah, I think he really loves being in the studio. And, you know, the the person that told me about this tape sort of said, you know, Future has a hard time putting his thoughts together sometimes, and the the place that he does that is in the studio, you know? And that's where you're going to hear... Uh, if you if you want to interview future, that's you just have that's to you, you just have it. to go listen to his records. Well, is there anything else you want to add or say know. or shout out? I don't know. I love your shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I do have a shout out. I want to. So since we were talking about McConan, uh, there's this guy. I feel like I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Named Tunji Ige. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Tunji Ej. I have no idea. Uh, so he did a song with McConan and this guy Michael Christmas. It's a remix of his song called Day to Day. Yeah. Uh, if you ever liked like Kid Cudi or if you ever Ooh. liked early Drake, I feel like you should really listen to this song. And this kid, I think he's a college student uh, in young. Pennsylvania. Yeah, you know, one of these people. But I tried to buy the song on my on iTunes the other day, to, but you can't buy it. You can only download it for free. So go to SoundCloud. Uh, shout out to Tunji. Get yourself on iTunes if you can. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to buy this song. Yeah, so that song. Oh, I will see. I like your shout out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming through, and I feel like you'll be back again. So thank you so much, Nick. Awesome, thank you, Erica. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know that project you've been working on, just chipping away at it, dreaming of the day you get to show it off? Then when you're least expecting it. Cancer. And finishing that project actually happens. I would know. I've been restoring this car for years, and today I'm giving it to my granddaughter. It's her 16th birthday and two years since my cancer diagnosis. Hold on, you finished it? Happy birthday, boo-boo. You keep making it. 
visit ohiohealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more.